Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, back here on Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson with you here on the Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Jonesy has, has tweeted me back to say RB is for Riverboat. How did I not know that? Oh, my God. I'm... Thinking he's talking running backs or just uh, it was a typo. Okay, yes, of course. Riverboat, yes, yes, yes. That guy, uh, of course. Uh, Jones. I didn't even realize Jonesy also in his avatar picture has got a picture with him uh, sitting between me and Smoot at some event. Smoot had a beard. I didn't even think Smoot could grow a beard. I don't, I don't remember that. It must have been a bunch of years ago. Fred looks a lot younger. I mean, he's all of his hair on the top of his head too. And me as well. Uh, all right, we'll get back to uh, phones later this hour and to the Mel Kuyper latest draft uh, mock, his first draft mock, and what he's got Washington doing. But right now, joining us uh, via the BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter, be the books, download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Vince Quinn from the Birdman and Bell podcast, good enough to rejoin us as he has throughout the football season. How's it going, Vince? It's amazing, Scott. It's amazing. It's about as good as it could be. I mean, this team, this team rules. There's no other way to put it. They're super good. They beat up everybody. Everybody doubted them. They smacked up the Giants. And they're, they're going to the Super Bowl. I'm just going to put it out there right wow. now so everybody that's listening knows this team is going to the Super Bowl. I don't care who they play. They're winning the Super Bowl. It's all happening. Well, I was going to ask you what the temperature was, but I don't even need to go there. You have given it to me right away. So Super Bowl, I mean, if not, uh, I mean, boy, uh, we're going to have to have, like, uh, you know, crisis people available uh, on Sunday night for everybody in the area, it sounds like. But So you're very confident. I mean, look, it was an impressive win against the Giants, but, I mean, you have to admit it is a step-up in weight class, right? The 49ers uh, have been on quite a heater uh, this season, even with a third-string quarterback. Oh, no, the, San Francisco is great. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. The roster is incredible. Uh, it's just that I think the Eagles roster is a little bit better. Agree. And for and for all the stories when it comes to, you know, Brock Purdy, I mean, look, he's doing a great job. He's, he's playing great football. He's really smart. He's a high-level game manager. He can extend plays. His poise is ridiculous for a kid his age. But – Jalen Hurts is a better playmaker. So when, when the rosters are just about equal, if, and I'm going to favor the Eagles just a hair, I think they've got better depth, especially on the defensive line. And then you got a better playmaker at quarterback. Coaching, Sirianni's way more aggressive than Kyle Shanahan tends to be. So when you just look at a lot of these moments, it just feels like you pile everything up and it's the Eagles game to lose. Do you, do you feel like uh, we're, we're talking with Vince Quinn, Birdman of Bell Podcast, uh, with us talking uh, Eagles and 49ers this weekend. Do you, do you feel like Philadelphia, because not a lot of teams have had success moving the ball on the ground against the 49ers. Do you feel like the Eagles will be able to do that? 
Yeah, because the biggest thing for it that gives them the opportunity to do it is Jalen Hurts as a runner. I right. mean, that's that's one of the things that separates him so much. He's just so dynamic with it, and it's not just it's not just the physical ability, right? Like he is great. I mean, he's just excellent athlete. His ability to stop and cut and change direction on a dime is excellent. But uh, the biggest thing is he's just a good decision maker. I mean, that's and that's the thing that I've been telling people constantly when it comes to the MVP race and trying to figure out, oh, is Jalen Hurts an MVP? I don't know. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is making bigger plays. Josh sure. Allen makes bigger plays. Like, you can say all that stuff. Sure, you're not wrong. They generate bigger highlight real kind of plays. But, like, Jalen Hurts is just always right. And and that's the biggest difference. I mean, you're in the RPO, uh, re-option, whatever it might be. He just makes good reads all the time. And so for his ability to say, you know what, you might have blocked this pretty well, but you've got two options and I'm going to make you wrong every single time. There's just nothing you can do. And and that's the thing that makes him so great and makes the running game so great. And frankly, it, it makes this team as good as they are. It looked like he came out last week and healthy and, and didn't seem to have any issues with the shoulder. Is that is that the buzz in Philly that he is, in fact, over that injury? Yeah, he's over it enough. I mean, and, and part of it is I think everybody just trusts the guy mentally. Like, everything that he said, done over the time that he's been in the city and, and everything that he's been through, right? Coaches, kid, benched in a national title game, having a transfer, like – He's just ready for this moment. I mean, he's, he's been dying for it, and uh, his toughness is through the roof. So, yeah, there's nothing to question with the guy. I mean, the team's fully around him. The organization is built around him. He's earned all of that. And, and, and it, it started as a year where nobody knew if he was going to be the guy next year, which is, I mean, think about how crazy that is. But now he's, he's a bona fide MVP candidate, and uh, he's somebody that the, the city can't really imagine this team without. All right, one more on Hurts before we uh, get to get to you guys' defense and how good they've been. Um, if they, if it came down to it, and they and they did, let's say the Forty ers are able to shut them down running the football. Unlike last year, where obviously he struggled against the Buccaneers, do you think this season he's ready if he has to to, to drop back? You know, maybe forty times in a game uh, to to carry them to a win. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and one of the biggest things, I mean, it's it's AJ Brown number one, right? right. Like that guy. I mean, he's just. He's ridiculous, and and for me, I always, I look at AJ Brown at this point. And he just feels like To with better hands, which which sounds crazy <laughs> to say because To is one of the greatest players to ever live. But like, yeah. he would drop the ball from time to time, and his his ability after the catch, like it's just as good as AJ Brown. So, uh, bringing a guy like that in, and then your second receiver is Devontae Smith, who's ridiculous. I mean, the guy the guy wins the Heisman at Alabama on a national championship team, and everybody forgets that he's good. Like over a thousand yards this year. Uh, and, and you know what? He plays more snaps than A.J. Brown does. So he's playing like 95% snap, percent of the snaps. A.J. Brown's playing 70. He keeps Brown fresh. So Smitty's amazing. Uh, A.J. Brown is amazing. Dallas Goddard is one of the few best tight ends in the league. I mean, yeah, it's just all the weapons are there. And, and like, same thing with Purdy, right? Decision-making, he's not throwing the ball away. That's one of his best qualities. It's one of Jalen's, too. So, yeah, I think this year they've just figured out a lot more. He's matured. The weapons have gotten better. And if he's got to throw it 40 times, he'll do it. We're talking uh, with Vince Quinn, the Birdman of Bell podcast, with the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter be the books. Download the BetQL app today. All right, defensively, look, Purdy, it, I, I'm kind of on, I think, me and you are in the same mindset. I think at some point the clock's going to strike midnight here. Um, and you know he's going to realize. What? Well, wait a minute. <laughs> and maybe this is the weekend because this defense has obviously gotten after the quarterback. Uh, if you can obviously limit them running the football and make him one dimensional, them one dimensional, I think that's where this really game could turn. 
uh, for the Eagles in a very favorable manner for them. Is that kind of the way the Eagles, you think, will play it? Or are they going to come in kind of selling out to stop the run and then say, hey, okay, Brock Birdie, come beat us? Yeah, I, th- I think they're going to go after him. I mean, uh, you know, for the Eagles, it, it's a weird thing because defensively they love all the simulated pressure. So they're not going to actually, like, send five or six people all the time. Sure. They're going to make you think, oh, okay, which guys are coming, and then they try to get the matchups and win them, which, I mean, a lot of times they do. And, like, I think this is an important thing that people need to understand. The Eagles are one of the highest sack total teams in the history of the league right. this year. I mean, they, it, it's incredible. They said franchise, like they passed a franchise record this year with a 1990 defense that had Reggie White on it. Uh, it's it's unbelievable what they're doing. So they can get after the quarterback, and I don't think they're going to have to worry about too much because here's the other thing too: when it comes to Purdy, he's not throwing the ball over 25 yards. Like, go watch his highlights. What is he doing? You know, I'm I'm going back right now. I'm watching every single game that this guy's playing, and everything. It's like. It's short, it's the middle of the field, it's yards after the catch. It's a great offense. It works. Like, he's getting guys like Ayuk and Debo and Space and Kittle, and they're making things happen. But, like, dynamically, I mean, you just don't have a whole lot of the field to defend when you're only having to worry about 20, 25 yards down the field. So, I think they can limit all that stuff pretty easily. They don't need to commit anything extra to the passing game. So, yeah, I I would figure run is going to be the bigger emphasis in all this because they just think they can handle the pass. All right, we're talking to Vince Quinn, uh, Birdman and Bell podcast here on uh, Burgundy Gold Today, Team 980, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. All right, now I know you've done this because you've already come in here telling us how ultra-confident you are. <laughs> so have you guys already dreamed of the Super Bowl facing Andy Reid? Because it's got to be what you want, right? You guys want to stick it to Andy Reid one time on the big stage. It has to be what <laughs> Philadelphia fans are thinking. Well, there are plenty of people that do it to stick it to Andy Reid still, which is so funny because yeah. he's one of the greatest coaches. Oh, he's ever terrific! Lived. Oh, yeah. love it! Yeah, the guy he had five NFC Championship games yeah. and a Super Bowl appearance in Philadelphia. But people are like, "Yeah, that guy sucks." I hate Andy. So it's a it's a weird thing. I think there's a lot of people, especially like younger people, tend to love Andy Reid because they were growing up watching all those teams, like yeah. you know Brian Dawkins and McNabb. Although McNabb isn't as, as good a taste for you guys, uh, but. <laughs> good ride yeah um so so you think about all that yeah i mean would would the storylines be through the roof like absolutely it would be about as compelling as it could be and this city's just going to be on fire i mean just when the chiefs have been in it the last couple of years and when andy finally won one uh the city did erupt in a positive way i mean there were a lot of people that are supportive of andy Reid, so it's going to be fun to see that split if that is the case, I just I don't think they're going to be the team. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know I like if you've Cincinnati. been seeing everything with the lines. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Cincinnati. I saw that they're favored now on the road, and I believe it. I really see that being the case. Yeah, I mean, think about this. Andy Reid, five championship games in Philly in a Super Bowl appearance. You know, five championship games. Uh, you know, two Super Bowls. You know, in in obviously Kansas City now to into two Super Bowls, and we'll see what happens this year. Obviously, but I mean, hell of a career. I mean, just ridiculous amount of winning uh, as for as a head coach. I mean, it's just crazy how good he's been and how quickly. Again, the Eagles were able to turn it around after the, the, the Chip Kelly debacle. Uh, to the end of Doug Peterson, which was ugly, but look, both parties seem to be doing pretty good right now. Yeah, no, it, it worked out for everybody, and that's that's the interesting thing. Like, Andy Reid, by the time it, it came to an end, it's like maybe two or three years later you are looking back at the end of the Chip Kelly era and being like, what did we do? What, what sure. just happened? But, like, 
it was time. I mean, he'd just been there forever. They, they weren't innovating in any real way. Sometimes you need to step back and shake things up to get better, and, and it worked out for everybody. I mean, Andy, Andy hit another five conference championships. <laughs> like, he's, he's got ten conference championship appearances over two conferences, and he, he's just one of the best coaches to ever do it. So, yeah, yeah it, it's worked out really well on their end. And then to the Eagles' point, too, it's like, I mean, I just saw something the other day that they've been in more conference championships than anybody in the NFC since the year 2000. So, uh, you know, they, they just figure it out. It's, it's always a well-run team, and uh, something you guys are lacking down there, and I know you're rooting for, is good ownership. Yes. Uh, so I, I, I can't say I'm rooting for you in that department, but I will tell you that when you've got it, it's magical. I mean, Jeffrey Lurie and everything that he's done for this team, the way he's balanced it is incredible. He just totally gets it. He hires good people, and they win all the time. Yeah, he's got the Midas touch in that regard, that's for sure. Um, hey, Vince, enjoy the weekend. And, again, if the, if it doesn't go the way uh, everybody hopes there, we'll send the crisis management teams up there immediately uh, Sunday afternoon, the Red Cross, et cetera, uh, from, from as many people as we can pull for you guys. Well, yeah, thank you, Scott, because if, uh, if they don't go and win this game this week, then this will be the last time on my on uh, the show with you. I will be dead. So, uh <laughs> I hope we're kidding, but yes, I I, I feel like you are set up for a major fall if you don't win this weekend. So, good luck to you. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, Vince Quinn, Birdman and Bell Podcast. Yeah, he's ultra ultra um, confident. My 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 in laws are all Eagles people, and like they're they're always cautiously pessimistic, uh, normally. But yeah, looks like um, they got a squad, no doubt. They've got a squad, and they're set up. Pretty well beyond this season, too, which is uh, a little depressing uh, if you're sitting in last place in the division, as we are here in D.C. That is a little depressing. But, you know, again, crazy things have happened. 49ers have been really good in these spots when you don't expect them to do anything with, uh, with young Shanahan. They have been good in these kind of spots. We'll see. We'll see. But I, I do think the better overall team is the Eagles. They still got to go out and do it. All right, coming up, we'll uh, get to Mel Kuyper's thoughts, his first round of his draft for 2023. What does he see the commanders doing at number 16 overall? We'll get to that coming up. Uh, plus, we'll get back to some of the phone calls at 301 tweets at Jackson Sports as well. Burgundy Gold today, Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... 
you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back. Uh, Burgundy Gold today, Team Nanny, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. I mean, you know, I had a flashback when we were listening to Vince Quinn. He's just overly, overly confident about his Eagles this weekend. And it was a flashback of uh, me uh, in 1991. I was the biggest jackass um, Washington Redskins fan there ever was. I was a trash talker. I was obnoxious as hell. And you're saying, well, what's changed? Uh, but no, but I mean, I was confident. I was confident in the team every weekend. I went to uh, college, uh, for those who don't know, at Old Dominion. We had a lot of New Jersey people down there. They were Giants fans all around me, Eagles fans. That was prior to Eagles were winning anything. That was the Buddy Ryan era. You know, they looked good on paper, couldn't break, you know, couldn't break through in the playoffs. It was so much fun. You know, Giants were really good. I mean, it was like, the com- you know, the Commanders, Jesus. It was the Redskins. <laughs> I'm not that guy. It was the Redskins or the Giants. Uh, you know, like they alternated years. Dallas hadn't really, you know, been born yet at that point. It was, of course, a year later um, that they were good again. They were just a few years removed from that, you know, 1-15 in 15 season. Of course, beat Washington Redskins. Uh, but anyway, you know, that was me every weekend just, you know, Looking to talk some trash. Feeling so ultra-confident. 14-2. and two. Teams should have been undefeated. Let's be real. Week 11, uh, 11 straight weeks of wins. 11 straight games of wins. The, the hiccup against the Cowboys. That damn Hail Mary before halftime. And, uh, you know, the last game they took a knee, obviously. You know, against the Eagles, they didn't try to play that game. But that was me. Every weekend felt that way. Felt that way. It's got to feel good. Got to feel good. But, man, I'll tell you this. Washington Redskins at that time, they did not have a history of sucking in championship games in their home field. <laughs> like Philadelphia, as great as it's been. I mean, you've been in this spot before on the home field where you seem to be invincible. And granted, it was the Andy Reid era when this was going on, but, you know, they were there five times. But as we know, they only won one of them to get there. So there is that. So there is the little buyer beware uh, moment uh, for them. Should be, at least. All right, we'll get to the Smell Kuiper draft stuff uh, coming up in a few. We'll uh, get to the phones. Lenny in Maryland's with us here on the team. Lenny, what's happening, Lenny? Hey, Scott. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Really you got fast. it. Um, I just wanted to make a real point about Coach Rivera. I mean, I've been a critic of Coach Rivera, but as I look at this thing in retrospect, um, basically under context that there may may be an ownership change, mm-hmm. uh, Coach Rivera was brought in to seem to kind of stabilize the culture and the environment um, that we had. And I think he's really fulfilled his job um, under that point. But I think there is a point where we need to definitely move on. Yeah. Um, probably from Coach Rivera. Now, to my sure. point, I want to make real fast this one and the next one, your opinion. Uh, but a new owner, speculating that there is a new mm-hmm. owner, there's the whole issue of control. Because will Coach Rivera, um, depending on what they talk about behind closed doors, be willing to say, okay, um, GM, you know, we're going to get a GM. We're going to get somebody to handle right. play, player personnel. That's the first thing. The second thing is, God, I mean, um, um, how, uh, Sam Howell. Yeah. Um, no quarterback. We hear quarterback, quarterback. But I don't think it's really fair to Howell to say that he's going to be the starter if that's what really is being said. And we're still saying there's a chance a free agent can come in. <laughs> and 
And what does that do for Howell? I mean, Haneke most likely will be the backup if he stays. But what are your thoughts on that? Well, you mean as far as, like, would somebody new want to bring in a new quarterback before next season you're talking about, or are you talking about the following season? Yeah, yeah. if they bring in a new quarterback for free agency. Yeah, well, they're going to have to bring in somebody. How was the the starter? Right, right. Well, they're going to have to bring in somebody regardless because you you have one quarterback really under contract. I mean, we're all assuming Wentz is out, which he is, right, Um, unless they just – fall asleep at the wheel but yeah he's he is he's the only guy right now so you either bring him back a taylor heineke as you mentioned right if he wants to come back uh, if they want him back um you're drafting somebody more than likely i would think as well or you're doing like you know shopping in the andy dalton jacoby Brissett rack you know what i mean uh, somebody like that I, I it's not like aaron Rodgers is your veteran or uh, likely, or you know, like Derek Carr through a trade is your is your veteran. So, yeah, I think you give. It, it appears it's set up for Hal to get the first crack at it for sure. Um, as far as new owner and wanting, yeah, I mean that's the interesting thing, right? Because this happened before. Of course, they had that weird thing going on. Remember the ownership thing got slowed um, because Milstein couldn't come up with the money. Snyder took over the bid, did come up with the money. So they kind of had Vinny Serrato with an office at the park before he was officially really even on the job as Charlie Cashley was still your GM. So that was kind of awkward uh, in that whole thing. But, yeah, I would say more than likely, depending on timing, the new owner will – they're not going to come in and do anything crazy. They're going to sit and wait, watch for a year. They may put somebody in there or at least bring somebody in as a, quote, consultant to them, somebody they can trust and sit next to during the games and ask questions to, somebody on the outside – I don't know. Maybe they move Herney or, or Mayhew up and you know sitting next to him. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how that's going to play out, but that that is usually how it goes. Something like in, in that world, right? Like then they have something. And how would the you know if they're asking Ron to give up one of his titles a, a, after a year? I would think he would you know if he wants to stay employed would do it. Uh, if he if he really wants to, maybe he doesn't. You know, maybe at that point he's had enough of himself and he wants to go into whatever media politics. You know, whatever the next career is. Uh, you know, maybe I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to say, but yeah, I mean that can definitely happen. What you what you're laying out there that somebody comes in and they're like, well, at the bare minimum, I want you know, I want my guy to have control, and we're going to go from there. But I think more than likely they let the season go on. Yeah, there's going to be people they talk to throughout the process to learn about what's going on. Why is this team you know in year five? right now in this process and not further along, even though the Eagles are and, you know, the Giants are and the Cowboys are. I mean, everybody else has, you know, got coaches around the same time or ahead of us. What the hell happened here? Like, those are the questions you're going to ask. You should ask. And I think uh, that will be, you know, that will be interesting. But I, I think a lot of it will just depend on how the year plays out. Like, if they have a good season, you know, their playoff team, he's probably around. You know, maybe gets extended. They don't. He's done, more than likely, right? I mean, you know, more than likely out. And you're starting over, you know. But, I mean, you, you again, he has one more year after this year, right? I mean, because so there's there's that part of it, too. I mean, this is just year three completed here, going into year four uh, off of a five-year contract um, from when he was hired. So there is that discussion as well. But, yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, usually – Get somebody in front office-wise you can kind of talk to and feel like he's your guy and not subservient to the coach that hired him, which is fair, which is completely fair. Because let's be honest, I mean, there's, you know, as I've said before, I mean, he's been in charge of all these hires. I mean, the place is booby-trapped. 
beyond you know beyond just the coaching part of it. I mean, the whole there's a whole front office part of this thing too. I mean, and again, they allow the power to take place. So I'm not you know not knocking it, but that's the structure was in it. And you know, again, this is what has happened here for so long. When you got a you guy, guys always working desperate, right? Like the owner's always been desperate. Because of whatever, running from this, running from that, trying to fix that mistake, trying to clean up this on aisle four because, it, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's been going on for so long that, yeah, I mean, you then hired a person who, you know, had strong credit. And that's like, Ron Rivera would have gotten a job. I mean, people just say, oh, he wouldn't have even been hired. That's not true. Would he have been hired and given all the power he was given here? No, probably not. Probably not. He would have asked for it maybe, but I, I doubt he would have gotten it. I don't think the Giants would have done that for him. Uh, I don't. I don't and they were one of the teams, obviously, that year that were in the in the coaching search. Um, Dallas. Now they weren't going to do that. Of course, Dallas is not going to do that. With Jerry, he's not. He's not screwing around with that. But no, this was a person that was going to be hired. Um, and you know what? For where they were at that point, and coming off Bruce Allen, um, coming off you know a lot of things there, and losing, and I, I think it was probably as good a hire as they probably could have made that off season in terms of coaching. But, you know, they as often they do, they overcompensate or overcompensated uh, and gave too much. Gave too much up. But, you know, again, who would they have gone to at that point? I mean, who was the, you know. I mean, the smart thing would have been, and again, <laughs> I know these don't go hand in hand with the way the franchise has been run, but the smart thing would be at that point after you had fired, Jay had been fired early in the season. You're playing it out with, obviously, you know, Callahan and crew. Would have been after you fire Bruce at the end of the year, just to go hire somebody to be the Bruce, right? Like to be the Bruce, <laughs> to be the general manager, to be the president, whatever the fancy, um, whatever the fancy title would have been at that point, and gone from there. You know, he's gone from there and let that person guide the search, whichever way that would have been. That's that would have been the way to go, but they didn't. Instead, they you know went all in for coach first and went coach centric, and here we are. Okay, let's get to Mel Kuyper's first mock of like 25 between now and draft time, I would imagine. Maybe not 25, maybe six. And what he thinks will be available to Washington at 16. Does it make sense? And just kind of give us a feel for maybe where the where the draft where the draft winds may be a blowing by the time we get to uh, draft day. It's uh, Burgundy and Gold today. Scott Jackson with you here. Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, back here. Burgundy Gold today. Team not any streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Uh, phone lines open 301-230-0980. Talking earlier about Aaron Rodgers and uh, the Get Up segment the other day where they had Washington as the second um, team that made the most sense for him behind Green Bay. I mean, it's not going to happen, but, you know, sure, you can make the case. Anyway, um, that was the other day we're hitting on that. It's, it's interesting because I think there was a day and time where 
many a Washington fan would be all in on A-Rod and the idea of doing that. But now appears to be too costly, and besides the fact, again, that it probably would never happen. And, of course, the fact that you know three of the four remaining teams have quarterbacks on these nice little tidy rookie deals. Eagles obviously have Hurts on a second round, you know, as a second rounder. You have uh, Brock Purdy as Mr. Relevant on his first year of that, which is really cheap, cheap. And they had to be cheap, cheap because, you know, Jimmy G was making bucks. They had their first round pick, Trey Lance, who uh, is making, you know, first round money, but not huge, huge money. And then, of course, you got Mahomes is the only guy getting really paid. I mean, Mahomes is getting paid the big dollars. Burrow's going to get it soon enough, but he's on his, you know, first overall pick deal still. Um, from his draft of 20, uh, 2020. So he's still on that right now. But, yeah, man, this is a, you know, you see these teams, again, roster building. Uh, I would still rather have Mahomes, to be honest with you, uh, if, you know, if the push game to show, or a Burrow, who's going to get paid. I would still have that elite level quarterback if you could. But I do understand if you don't, if you're not swimming in that pool, and very few teams are, you have to have, you know, probably a quarterback on a rookie deal to build up the rest of your roster to make you a, a championship-caliber kind of team. But you still have to get really good play. You have to have that player outperform the contract. So eventually, you know, it's a double-edged sword. You're eventually going to have to pay the, pay the amount. It's just a matter of how much and how restricting that contract could be. And that's the tough part. And that's what, you know, as great as, you know, some of these quarterbacks have been putting up numbers, it does hurt the rest of the team. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Hurt the rest of his team when he started making $50 million. Kirk Cousins has hurt his team many years now for making the kind of cash he's made. He's had to make tough decisions. Do you think there's a reason why Minnesota still hasn't been able to completely retool the defense? Do you think maybe the quarterback making as much as he does have something to do with that? I would say so. Um, you know, And, again, if you're not going to get elite, elite level play, it's tough. I mean, look, the Chiefs had to make a tough decision. They had to move on from the Cheetah. They got draft stock back, which is huge. And they've been able to keep the ship afloat, you know, to the level of yet another AFC title game. Now, whether they get to the Super Bowl or not remains to be seen. So they got a hell of a tough game coming up on Sunday. All right, so Mel Kuyper's first mock. Uh, and remember, it's a 31-pick round one this year because the Dolphins have been banned from the first round because of their sleazy owner. So they don't get a first-round pick this year. You know what's really obnoxious, you know, going back to uh, the Eagle conversation we're at the top of there, Vince Quinn, what's really obnoxious, you know the Eagles are picking 10th in this draft? <sighs> they have the uh, Saints pick. Yeah. They're picking 10th. The Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. The team that is in the NFC title game and potentially, you know, going to be a Super Bowl representative. They're picking 10th overall. That just ticks you off, doesn't it? Uh, commanders would pick 16th. Um, and they're going to be picking right after the Packers. And according to Mel Kuyper, they're not taking a quarterback. At this point, the top three quarterbacks are off the board for Mel. Stroud's gone. Bryce Young's gone. Levis is gone. So he, he, he's he got Broderick Jones from Georgia, the offensive tackle, going to the commanders. Look, they could use help in the offensive line. I think we all agree. Guard, tackle, all the above, right? They could use help. It would be interesting if they went this route. What does that mean? Do you flip Leonard to the right side? Do you move Cosme inside? Does it mean you just move on from Leonard? What does it mean? Who knows? It's just a damn mock draft, Scott. Don't take it so seriously. But anyway, commanders would go offensive line according to Mel Kiber. I, I don't think that would tick off people if they went offensive line in the first round. Uh, I think 
you could also see, you know, a, a potential for them to move down and maybe get more picks, if like last year, if possible, which is not a terrible plan. If there was a reason for somebody to want to come up, you know, and maybe, you know, moving back would help you grab a corner because it seems to be that's where a lot of the good cornerbacks may be available, um, including, hello, including um, Banks from Maryland, who I believe Mel has Deonta Banks at 24th, I think I saw. Yeah, he's going to go in the Jags. I mean, there's there's some options there if you want to go corner. I mean, they certainly could use another linebacker. I think offensive line is the thing that makes the most sense. But really, picks, like numbers, is what probably matters the most to Washington, I would think, in addition to that, when you look at uh, the way they're doing I don't think they're a move-up team for a quarterback. Um, if, again, you're truly trying to give Hal an opportunity to be the guy, you wouldn't move up and then grab a first-round quarterback because then that reeks of, no, this is our guy and we have to have him. Now, if somebody fell into your lap, if, I don't know, Stroud or Richardson or, you know, if you liked Richardson, you actually have four quarterbacks going before Washington Tanks. I forgot about Richardson uh, from Florida. So if one of those guys fell down to you, then, yeah, okay. Maybe you got to make that move and even, you know, just let it be an organic competition between two young young QBs who um, you hope at least one of them hits. I mean, you just need one of them to hit, right? You just need one of them to be the guy. Uh, and if that uh, happens, then you're in a place where you haven't been in, you know, what, 25 years since Joe Theismann uh, broke his leg, really. I mean, that's really the last time they had a true, true, tried and true franchise quarterback. Really was the last time. So that would be ideal. But if not, you know, second, third round, fourth round, fifth round, sure, go for it. That's You can wait. It's fine. Um, and develop, right? Wait and develop. Uh, 12th man tweeting, uh, Coach RR, Ron Rivera, has done a solid job getting Washington from a, B, a D to a C+. That's a good way to put it, right? GMRR hasn't shown whether he can get Washington to a B, let alone an A. But let there be enough misfires to make fans. But there's enough misfires to make fans worry. A number of standout players preceded his arrival. Yes, like a lot of the good players. Like I mean, the defensive line, all of them outside of Chase Young, prior to his arrival. True. Um, however, they had some hits. Obviously, they nailed it with their with their picks at. Uh, you know, at the safety position, Curl, Forrest look really good. Feel good about that. Feel good about Dotson, but yeah, I mean, Terry McLaurin is your best offense player, I'd say, prior. They took Gibson. They took Robinson. Yeah, I mean, you can go through a list. I mean, there's some hits and there's some misses. There's no doubt. There's Nobody was 100%. But there's definitely – there was a good core here. This was not – what the heck was their record that year? Were they four and twelve, or were they three and thirteen that year? They were not that bad, but it, the season fell apart. I mean, really, the, that staff, and I, you know, and I know that now everybody like has got this <laughs> this weird revisionist history feel about that twenty nineteen team. It was three and thirteen. You know that that season ended on draft night with the pick got hijacked because that staff just decided at that point they were out. I mean, they really, whether they ad- will ever admit it or not, just the way they acted and conducted themselves, you know, running to ESPN to their favorite reporter at ESPN and telling her what happened that right away told you where their mindset was. And they were never going to get over it. They never got over it. And it just sabotaged the season. 
And, you know, I don't know what the right play was. I just think if you really wanted to give yourself a chance, and maybe at that point you didn't care, uh, you know, you'd outlived what many thought you would in terms of coaching here that long. You would you would have just gone out of your way to just make that the best, you know. S- you know, suck up to the prize pupil of the owner and do whatever the hell you can to make him as ready as possible. But instead it felt like the op- it did the opposite, right? So I never, never really will come to grips with what happened there and why they uh, – you know, we're so quick just to, you know, to ask for help from the outside. Like, people were, su- were going to be surprised that something like that happened here because, you know, certainly uh, goofier things had happened. I mean, and better, quite frankly, better uh, coaches with better resumes had been hijacked here before. So I don't know why it was come as a surprise as it would have happened to you. But, you know, you had to go tell everybody about it, I think, is what probably set that season off to where it was, which was a dumpster fire. And unfortunately, not a dumpster fire bad enough to get you Joe Burrow, <laughs> but instead a dumpster fire just to get you above that, you know, just missing out on that pick. Um, anyway, Jackie said, what about cornerback Joey Porter Jr., who is the son of Joey Porter, you know, senior? Yeah, he's a first-rounder as well. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, I don't even know if they would take a corner in the first round. I'm just saying those are – if you were to move back, that seems to make sense. Right, like that's that seems to be one of these positions that you definitely need something at. You need help there, um, but yeah, he's he's considered in that right in that range. You know, again in the in the quote unquote mocks. You know, when he said considered. I mean, I, we have no idea. I mean, last year, I'll say this: the mock drafters nailed it though with the quarterbacks last year. I mean, most of them did not have but one QB going in the first round. I mean, for once, the smoke was was real with the fire, which was they didn't like the quarterbacks coming into last year's draft, and they did, you know, there you go. And it showed. I mean, it totally showed uh, that they didn't like this quarterbacks because nobody took, you know, but Pickett was the only one taken. That was it. And he was the only guy that went. And the guys that played, Ritter, um, you know, well, Purdy was ready. (laughs) Right? Like the last quarterback was ready. But the draftable guys that we were talking about, Ritter, uh, you know, was was discussed. Obviously, Malik Willis. They didn't look ready. I mean, they definitely. Those two come to mind as the like the least ready looking guys. They got to play this year among the group. Now, our, the guy here looked better than they did. And granted, they didn't ask him to do a ton in that game. To the point where I was like screaming, like fourth and two. Can, why are we kicking a field goal with fourth quarter? Who cares? Let this guy make some more plays. Give the kid a little bit more, you know, give him a chance to do some cool stuff. But anyway, yeah, I mean, so that, that part of last year's mocks were ended up being true. But this year, this is a deeper on paper quarterback draft. And again, time will only prove it, whether or not they are as well. But it definitely looks to be better, no doubt. No doubt about it. And, you know, hopefully for this team, you know, if they like somebody that they can get, they'll be able to do that because I do think there is a benefit to having two youngins um, on your roster. In addition, you get a veteran, whether that veteran be a guy you know already or, you know, somebody from the outside. You know, somebody somebody, somebody they could bring in, you know, on that Andy Dalton line who started in games, worst comes to worst plays. Not not looking to play you, but if you got to come into games, you're not going to throw up all over yourself kind of player. You know what I mean? That That kind of thing. 
not looking for this person to come in here and be the starter and, you know, quote, save the season. But there'll be that, there could be that temptation, right? There, there could be that temptation from them because, again, there's going to be self-preservation mode for a lot of these dudes. No doubt about it. Um, you know, going into this year. I mean, it's going to be kind of a show-me year. But you hope to think, you know, everybody, including if there is the new guy at the top, are, are all on the same page. If they're really going to go Sam Howell, be committed to going Sam Howell, right? Don't half-ass it. And, you know, first bat or two games, you're ready to put in somebody else. You know, let the guy ride it out. Let him play through some stuff. As long as he's doing the right things, the process is good off the field, you have to let him play it out. There's good, there could be some bumpy moments for sure. Usually, more likely, you know, more likely guys don't have it as easy as Brock Purdy. Um, most guys actually do have some struggles. Most guys don't make it look quite that simple. That that's uh, that's not really the norm. It's definitely the exception, not the rule situation. That we're seeing what's going on with the San Francisco rookie, who was again, maybe you've heard this. He was Mister Irrelevant. Have you, have you caught wind of that yet? Yeah, I think you probably have by now. So that was um, again, and when the plan for the Forty ers but it worked out rather nicely uh, for them. But this team. You know, one way or the other is going to have to get another QB or two in here, you know, if they don't keep Taylor around. And, you know, I don't know, with, with Scott being out, how much that matters or doesn't matter. I mean, Ron was also part of those, you know, part of that, you know, getting him in here if he trusts him. And I'm not necessarily concerned like some some of us folks in the media are about, you know, the first time Hal throws a pick at FedEx at team – People are chanting for Taylor. I don't know. I think people are – I think the fan base is excited about the idea of seeing where things can go with with Sam Howell because, again, the benefits are so large. If you can coach this guy up, if you can get him to be the guy that he was close to the guy you saw in Carolina, his junior – you know, his third year, I should say, or second to last year as a starter, the guy was so good on so many levels, but, you know, the next year didn't have as many people around him. Wasn't as, wasn't as talented of a roster, but yet still did some good things at North Carolina. Maybe ran too quickly, was too quickly to flush out of the pocket. But overall, you know, played at a high level. I mean, the ACC, you know, it's not the SEC, but it's, you know, it's high-level football. And he played there, started there from the jump, competed. And now the only thing I'd – would be a little bit concerned about with uh, Sam Howell's the fact that he doesn't need steak. That, I don't know, man. There's something weird about that. What do you think about that, Vic? You, you, are you okay with your quarterback not eating steak? Uh, no, I need my quarterback to eat steak all the time. <laughs> Medium rare, please, filet mignon. Right, right. I mean, maybe it's just a matter of, like, once he, you know, really makes it, then he'll do steak. But I don't know. He says he's a big chicken guy. Nothing wrong with chicken. I like chicken as well. But, man, he doesn't know what he's missing. I mean, nothing beats a good steak. Sorry. Remember the year our offensive linemen were vegans? Boy, that was stupid. That, that only lasted a few weeks. It's very strange to have vegan offensive linemen. Yeah, that was weird. That didn't last very long either. Yeah. And I think, to Brendan Sheriff's credit, I don't think he ever participated in that. I think it was more of like a Trent Williams fad and, um, and Morgan Moses. Will- you know what? It works out for Trent Williams. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's back on the stakes now. I think he ended up being getting uh, back on him that season, if I remember correctly. What I wouldn't give to have vegan Trent Williams back, though. Whew. 
Any any form of Trent Williams. Yeah, any please. form. He wants to be vegan. Yeah. He can eat whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. He could eat anything he wants. He'd be my left tackle. Oh, the gift that keeps giving from Bruce Allen. Thank you. Why Ron Rivera didn't just go there like in that meeting and give him like just a huge bag of money? I have no idea. All right. That's going to do it for us. Thanks to uh, Vince Quinn for the Birdman and Bell podcast. Appreciate him coming through for us. And, yes, very cocky Eagle fan. Uh, Rick Snyder talking commanders with us. We'll be back tomorrow. Doc Walker will be in the house. We'll get more on the championship showdowns. I think Ben Standing's going to join us as well. Hopefully we'll have an update at that point on the commanders OC search. Thanks to Vic Ferreira. Scott Jackson saying so long. The Hoffman Show is up next here on the Team 98 Streaming Live on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.